0: Miller, Welcome back to um, podcast number two this podcast is entitled Save Our Boys Save Our Boys, I've entitled it this because this actually comes out of my new book Third Eye Open and it's a poem that actually focuses on some of the work that I'm very interested in and the work that I do with a company that I set up called Save Our Boys and save our boys is a company which helps uh, young boys by mentoring also helps parents by advice and coaching to get young boys away from a life of crime a life of drugs a, a life full of deprivation so this episode i'm going to take a, a deeper look into what is actually going on um we know we're in an epidemic in the uk right now um, knife crime is a massive problem and uh, the, the, the mayor the government no one has actually been able to to stop it to curb it it seems to be getting worse and there is fear in every poor borough there's fear for young people to go out you know even parents are scared to let their children out there's actually fear because they they worry will their children come home safely this is the reality in living in urban uk today so first of all i would like to i'm going to start off with a poem that i wrote called save our boys after i've um said this poem we'll carry on with our subject today which is looking at knife crime and the issues with the youth When I hear the news that another boy has been slain, I feel the pain in my heart while I reflect on his name and his poor family dipped into deep depression. His mother can't sleep and she turns and she weeps. Night after night she travels through the dark tunnel of misery. Her baby snatched away savagely, callously. By a deadly knife with one big dig takes a life. Another life ended before the youth ascended. And who was the killer, a young man filled with rage, angry with society who wants to lock him in a cage, angry with society that sees him as a problem. Another stereotype to fill up their newspaper columns. So this young thug survives in the underground where respect for life is an idea never found, where respect for the government is nowhere to be found. The only respect is from fear and violence. Criminal acts committed behind a wall of silence. Snitches get snitches is their holy mantra and if you're known as a grass they come and get you like Santa. The youth are dying and the mothers are crying. No things is not cool, somebody is lying. The ends are red hot like a boiling teapot. Another day, another got by the shank or gunshot. The youth have got the shanks tight in their rucksacks. They're walking around paranoid in fear of an attack. Ready to smack a boy that steps on their track. No feds on road cause of government cutbacks. The youth clubs closed cause of government cutbacks. The insane walk free cause of government cutbacks. Prison rampact cause of government cutbacks. Parents need support like pillars support ceilings. Protect their children from the gangs and the drug dealing male mentors are needed to guide the youngsters they need counseling because of the stress they're under every day on road is full of traps and danger dark like a dungeon a confusing conundrum knowledge of self is needed for self-esteem the youth need to learn how to dream i have a dream like martin that the streets become safe i have a dream that all of the hate gets replaced i have a dream that all of the gangs stop beefing spread love and respect and stop robbing and teething so that is Save Our Boys, second from my new book, Third I Open. Actually, that's available now on Amazon or Alatif Books. You can go and get yourself a copy of that. So, we're looking at this topic today. What is going on with our youth? I was reading an article, actually, that we can take a little bit from it, which is on the same topic. This article... But first was called the reason why black boys are falling into violence crime in London. There's an epidemic of bloodshed in the UK's capital and it is showing no signs of slowing down there's been fatal stabbings and last year there were even in more fatal stabbings. I think 76 were killed this, that was in 2018. The victims are predominantly teenagers and we know that they are more likely to be targeted in the hour after they finish school. It's hard to see how the situation in London could possibly be sustainable or spend a day off the front pages if these were predominantly the children of politicians, journalists or lawyers. But the victims and perpetrators are mainly poor and they are disproportionately black. Black Britons, if not you and your own family, then your friends, workmates and neighbours, face systemic disadvantages which are at the root of the complex causes of violent crime. The grim statistics on the racial disproportionality of knife crime in the capital are a reflection of society's failure in nurturing and protecting black boys and people close to the issue. Experts, victims and their families and activists say it has more to do with class and deprivation than anything else. But addressing the disproportionality, the disproportionality head on is a thorny issue. The many public figures weighing in on the matter that we rarely have any on the ground experience of the tragedies of realities growing up in the inner city. The deprived communities where these crimes take place. When controversial Sunday Times columnist Rod Liddell wrote last month that half of the black children do not live with their fathers, and we wonder why they're dying, there was understandable outrage. But while campaigners have often accused the media of racializing the violent crime epidemic and inferring that black males are inherently predisposed to criminality, there is a more complex debate to be had. Speaking to a range of prominent voices across the black community as attacks escalate, many say there are in fact specific systemic issues with how young black men are being treated, which is directly impacting on the levels of violence. Now, this is actually a really um, good article looking at the issue of knife crime. Um, Akala said that it is more to do with class than to do with race so for example the media likes to use the term black on black crime which is a problem because they only want to focus on black people so for example you never hear the term white on white crime even though the majority of crime is white on white crime but that term doesn't even exist so um akala explains that black on black crime uh, even the the term is a problem Because when you look at knife crime, for example, in Scotland, it's not white, it's it's white on white crime. But white on white crime is actually not called white on white crime, it's just called crime or youth crime. But when it's black people, it's called black on black crime. Also, interesting enough, when black people are attacked by white people, it's not called white on black crime, it's just called crime. Or racist incident so that's one problem the the racialization of crime in the uk in london predominantly is a large proportion of youth from the ethnic minority so you do find a lot of black boys involved in crime but also what you will find now is you will find um the crime the drug dealing in the London, all the ethnic minorities are involved. So you get like Bengali gangs now, you get Somali gangs, you get like Moroccan gangs, now you get Arab gangs, you get white British gangs. All of these people are involved in, in gangs, involved in crime, involved in uh, stabbing. And so, Akala, I agree with Akala to say that it is actually more when you look at class than race. Because when you look at class, You'll see the majority of the people that are involved in this kind of crime, right, are working class, okay, and there's lots of deprivation. One parent families it is one indicator, but it's not the indicator. Okay. The, the, what, what is really important to understand is that this issue, there are many, many layers of this issue. What is really important is a child who doesn't do well in school, a, a child who's got special education needs or other needs and they're not being met in school. A child with poor behaviour, low self-esteem, and a child getting pushed into permanent exclusion. Now there's a correlation between permanent exclusion and prison. And it's very high, about 70%. And it makes sense because when you're excluded from school, you end up in a in a pro a pupil referral unit. And if you're not a criminal, when you enter the people referral unit or you're not in a gang, by the time you will leave, you'll be in a gang because you'll find lots of gang members there. Also, children that are excluded from school spend more time on the streets because even the units, the time when you're in the unit is, is shorter than a school day. So you're, you're, you're vulnerable because you're on the streets more. We also have the massive issue now of grooming. So for those who don't know grooming, we used to only focus on grooming as sexual grooming but now we know that there's something called gang grooming where gang members are actively looking for vulnerable children. They look for children that are hanging out on the streets. They look for children that are hanging outside chicken shops. They look for children where uh, maybe mum or dad is an addict themselves or, or has another issue, is an alcoholic or something like that. There's issues at home and then they look at children where um, they can see that there's, there's a lack of care that child these are easy pickings um, for gang members especially when the children are poor and they have even don't have a lot of money to, to, to eat then these um, children, uh, you know, are brought into the gangs. They're a little bits of money so they can smarten themselves up. They can buy some dream um, trainers that they could never afford. Their parents could never afford. They can, you know, uh, afford to buy themselves a nice little, um, uh, nice little tracksuit, Nike tracksuit, whatever. So they look really, really smart. And then things go on from there. They start off low, low in the gangs, and then afterwards, you know, they they move up. Another issue is that when you get into the gangs it's easy to get in but it's difficult to get out and on, on top of that when you're involved in the gangs then you're you, the, the, the chance of you being attacked goes right up because you're going to be attacked by um, uh, other gang members enemies what the youths called ops so ops can be ready to attack you at any time also even like a drug addict even your customers when they're really desperate they might just attack you to rob you to, to get the drugs off you also other gang members might want to rob you to get money from you so and, and then of course you have to be careful of the police the police are after you as well so your your chance of, of getting um, killed robbed or even caught and going to prison goes really really high and this is um, part of the issues as well also there is the issue of um the whole idea about um crime being praised or respected which is another issue which I want to look at today. So for example, we have the music that's the UK drill and the rap music where the majority of it is talking about uh like gangsterism, crime, robbing, stealing, selling drugs. Um, uh, attacking your enemies, stabbing, murdering your enemies. These are most of the kind of topics that you get in these kind of songs. Uh, you know, ha- having girlfriends, not using them, uh, only only using them for sex, not actually having them as proper girlfriends, you know, using them for sex, especially for oral sex. And then afterwards, you know, um, getting rid of them and getting other girls, having many girls on the go um uh th- these are the, lots of the kind of messages that you get in these songs that the youth are listening to and uh and uh, you know have on their headphones and really excited about and they're loving all of these rappers recently you know like top uk rappers are going to prison for being massive drug dealers okay now i have a real issue with this because this is what is really popular with our youth And so our youth are listening to music which glamorises a life of crime. Now, uh, this is an issue, and even I'm going to be doing um, a whole conference on this, you know, where, is the problem the music? Well, I would argue that the problem on the whole is not the music, but the music is part of it. And the idea of us glamorising a lifestyle of crime or criminality is a problem it's a problem okay so th- this is a, a, a massive issue so then we have the, 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 the issue with the school system uh, with high exclusions we have the issue with the music which is glamorizing uh, uh, a lifestyle which is dangerous which is detrimental which is evil which is against the law and then of course on top of that we have the racism that you are faced with the police themselves because we know in in, in the, the police force and other institutions, there's institutional racism. So you 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 face institutional racism, which is through the the, the police. The police also in the, in in the um, judicial system, you will find that racism there. So when you go in front of the judge, you will get higher and uh, harder sentences. And there's also you will find problems in the prison system. So you will you, find racism in every 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 sphere you know in in a country so as a black boy going in front of all of these kind of different places like judges and stuff you're going to get treated more harshly so you can see that th- th- this issue of, of the criminality there's many many links um one of the how the government can help is by one supporting grassroots organizations now when I say supporting grassroots organizations I mean support those who have knowledge of the youth and those who are working on the ground Now the support can be in many different ways as well the, the support can be by first of all getting them up, up uply mobile getting them up getting them uh you know like standardized professionalized so that they can uh you know that they're strong in their business sense and then they can also do the work on the on the ground. Because at the moment what happens is that the government usually gives money to organizations which don't even deal with these youth. But they give money to organizations that know how to get money from the government. So that's one of the problems that's happening at the moment where the people that have the knowledge of the youth and want to work with the youth are on the ground are not being supported to do this work. Also, we need to get back to opening up more and more youth clubs. Because of the, 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 you know, um, the way society is going with capitalism, uh, it's interesting because what you'll see in every area you'll go to, you will see new buildings going up. You will see new um, high, um, you know, posh flats, okay? Gentrification is happening in every area. So they wanna be more and more wealthy into uh, the city. But while that is happening, they're taking away all of the facilities for young people. So majority of the youth clubs are closed. When I see a youth club that is still around now, I'm I'm in shock. It, It just looks like a strange thing now. So that's one area, youth clubs. Also, more facilities. Now, if you look at the Scottish model, because um, in in Glasgow they had a problem with knife crime and they actually got it right down. And you you look at some of the recommendations that they did, some of the things which we can really work at is having more activities for young people. So for example, if they're, you know, more chances for them to get into fitness, like more um, uh, football clubs where young people are being trained and are being advised about job opportunities. So um, more chances for young people to, um, to, to, um, to make music but you know try to push them to make making towards making positive music more workshops on entrepreneurial spirits getting them involved in, in becoming entrepreneurs see what their dreams are and working towards that basically more areas for young people to, to, to be learning to be advised and to be guided and more places for young people to actually just to be safe to just you know to a place where they can just relax spend some time um, with their friends and then go home. What is happening at the moment is that there's no youth clubs. So young people hang out wherever they can, which is on street corners, which is in shopping centers, which is outside uh, chicken shops, which is in uh, estates, at any corner on the estate where they can, uh, in parks, wherever there is, wherever there's a space, this is where young people hang out. and. Unfortunately, it's really dangerous because where young people are hanging out now, there's no like, um, there's no professionals, there's no youth workers who who are working with them, who are looking to making sure that they're safe. There's none of that. There's no guidance, and so the role models, the people that are, are guiding the people, are, are, are dangerous men who want to take advantage, and that has used them to sell their drugs. This, this is, you know, a lot of the issue that's going on. And it's a real problem because, as you can see, uh, the deaths are going up. The deaths of, of, of young boys is going up. E- every day you hear another crime. Also, uh, some people, they're making money out of this. For example, we know, uh, you know, I- in China, they're, they're making special weapons that look like, sort of like, I don't know what you would call them, sort of like, I don't know, urban ghetto knives. And young people are, are, selling, uh, are buying them on the internet. Okay, and so what, what you're finding, you're you're finding these young boys are on the streets who are, are walking around with like, I don't know, like samurai swords and massive things, you know, just to... And all of the weapons that you'll find, you know, these real criminals carrying, is definitely only for one thing, only to murder. It's not to do anything else, just to, to murder people. Then also you have two kinds of, of young people on the street, because you've got one person who's a criminal, Who's, who's carrying this knife for protection, but then you would get the majority of young people who are, who, are, who are in fear, who are in fear of being attacked. So they carry a knife. And as I mentioned it in my poem, uh, I, I believe that, um, one, I don't believe that all police are racist. That's one thing. I believe, and I, I've spoken to a lot of police who actually uh, join the police force to to support, you know, to help, to make society better. So I believe that there I believe that there are racists in the police force, yes, and there is an idea, there is an idea of conscious bias, unconscious bias in the police force, yes. There is prejudice, yes, but there are also some officers who, who grew up you know in London, in the urban cities, and under, have a better understanding of these youth and want to help. So uh, to be honest here, I think we need more training for our police officers and we need more police. On the streets, when I was growing up in this country, we used to have like um, the local Bobby, that that was the local police officer that everybody knew, everybody in the area knew, and so he knew everyone. He even knew he would know the youths that were going the wrong way. Okay, he would have a, a proper overview of what is happening in his area. Okay, today that's gone. Um, when I was growing up, there you, even used to be comp, uh, competitions that were run by the police. Police would organise you know, police, uh, football competitions, you know, you know uh, and all of these things, they were actually run by the police. You could actually go to the police if you had ideas for, you know, for activities for young people to do, and they would support you. But today, all of that is gone. So what we need, we need a massive investment into young people. And we can see that it's many, many levels. So we need, we need the police, we need like the government... We need grassroots organisations, we need the schools and also we need um, the medical profession, we need counsellors, we need doctors, we need psychiatrists involved. Because Just the last issue I'm going to talk about is the issue around trauma. I listened to a psych- psych- psychiatrist recently who gave a good um, uh, explanation about what's going on on the streets with trauma because what is happening is that we've seen lots of young people who are witnessing extreme violence. Who are witnessing their friends maybe be killed in front of them? Who you know? Who are witnessing murder? Who are witnessing a large amount of violence, and and are suffering from trauma? Unfortunately, they're not getting support with their trauma, and so they're self-medicated, just taking more and more drugs, taking more and more alcohol. But that doesn't deal with the problem. And then, what is happening to those young people is that they are witnessing more trauma. So they're having trauma upon trauma, and they're not getting any support for this, okay? And, and this just makes another dangerous individual. So definitely we need you know, um, psychiatrists, we need those professionals in the mental health and um, organizations to be working and everyone needs to work together. And if everybody comes together, we can make a change. But at the moment, unfortunately, what I'm seeing in society is more of a focus on making more money, where Money is coming before human life, mm. which is a big issue. We need to change that. We need governments to actually support the youth because if we spend more money on these youth now, okay, getting them, focusing on them, getting them on the straight and narrow, okay, they will, they will cost less money for us in the future okay, by putting them into prison because prison costs money going through the, the uh, judicial system so we've got lots of work to do there lots of issues so um, thank you very much for listening this is my second episode save our boys please um, if, if you enjoyed it pl- please email me or send me a message send me some feedback uh, and, and also send me a message about what you'd like to hear me cover so i could talk about that um, have a brilliant brilliant um afternoon and stay safe thank you